Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Beenudge and this is your host Ritika speaking. Today we have a very special topic of discussion and I say discussion because joining me today is my co-host Arjun Manohar. We will be discussing the influence of culture in marketing and branding strategies. So when we first started researching this topic sometime early in January, we were quite surprised to see how little research was conducted around this topic. I think it's because people naturally assumed that this relation is a given and not much could come out of it but in reality many companies which have been successful elsewhere failed spectacularly due to the lack of understanding of the target audience and their culture Absolutely and uh, more on those brands later we'll be getting to talking about them but adding to your point on connection between culture and branding being seemingly obvious i think i'm inclined to agree with you because remember if we go back to when we were researching while we were doing the interviews for this research mm-hmm. whenever we asked participants what role does culture play in marketing or branding 90% of them spoke about regio centric marketing strategies and for people out there who do not know what regio centric marketing strategies is, in simple terms this is when companies group geographies based on regional similarities to save cost on marketing by adopting like an encompassing single strategy but however our research found out that these strategies to be like a hit or miss and it really did not account for one crucial variable which was cultural divide, uh, diversity so with that uh pritika i think i'll ask you the first question how would you define culture and how has it evolved over the last few years the culture for me is a set of patterns beliefs and uh, customs and traditions which would in turn form behavior um understanding culture means understanding why are people behaving in a certain way more than just observing the behavior so it is a pattern of behavior which forms underlying motivation behind people's action and um, with understanding of culture it allows us to understand those motivations however culture evolves with time rampant globalization in the industrial age and even going back further the colonization of lands and um, all of this played a crucial role in uh, the cultural diversity that we have today if i have to give you an example and if we look at india at one point of time india was home to portuguese dutch french danish and british colonists and as a result of this everything from the food habits to mannerisms and language spoken all of this was greatly influenced by these occupations now at present india is home to 1.3 billion people and we have almost 1500 dialects and 18 official languages So imagine creating a marketing plan that accommodates all of these differences. It is a Herculean task. So aside from colonialism, uh, globalization I think has a very big influence on culture. Businesses from all around the world got a chance to cross borders and reach a wider section of audience. Uh, this meant that people were being exposed to opportunities which they weren't aware of initially. and uh, they were foreign companies and all of that were were, uh, were bringing new cultures with them so as businesses flourished people became richer the income increased and these products became more and more attainable 
Now, globalization has slowly been changing customer behavior and it is creating new habits. People are just more open to trying things because now they are readily available, which was not the case otherwise. So 100% agreeing with everything that you said over there. And mm-hmm. in fact, if, if we go back and we look at the rise of globalization, that it also brought about the rise of competition because as people got richer, uh, came the need of choices. People wanted more choices, more brands, etc. And all these global foreign companies were essentially trying to compete in the same emerging markets such as India, Africa, and China, etc. But the rising population in these markets also have huge potential for increasing profits for these businesses. And it also gave them that global reach they wanted because back in the days all the economists could talk about is how you should enter these emerging markets but therein lies a problem these nations are home to diverse culture and that's and that serves as a challenge to these brands uh, these brands uh, and it became essential for these brands to understand and adapt with these cultural differences or they risk developing false strategies that ultimately ultimately leads to failure a great example of this i think is how Kellogg's entered India. And I'll let you explain to the listeners about that story. I think you do it well. Sure. So, yes, I think Kellogg's entered India in somewhere in the early 1990s. So, um, and it, it was serving breakfast and uh, breakfast in a bowl. So what it was initially doing was it was breakfast in a bowl and it was very easy and convenient. You could just take it out from a box and put it into a bowl, add milk and have it. So according to the brand, that was the convenience of uh, the entire offering. But for Indians, we are very used to eating hot steaming food and uh, we boil everything. So milk, as soon as we get milk, it is boiled, it is kept in a separate container and then it is cooled off and then that is how we have it. And um, breakfast for us is a lot of savory things like idli, vada, paratha sabzi in the north and um, maybe dosa and uh, all those things. Um, maybe we can have sandwiches or things like that. But uh, having a cereal in a bowl and that did not go well with the, how we have been living all this while. Then uh, as per the advertising, Kellogg's was advertising itself and there was this uh, woman who would wake up from sleep in the morning. She would open the door of the fridge, take out uh, take out a, a carton of milk and she would then pour the milk into this bowl of cereals directly. Now this image does not go well with how we Indians are living our lives. Till date, um, even I am um, from the millennial generation, I have still seen my mother doing the same thing of boiling milk and I still do that till date. So that did not go well with uh, with uh, our perception of breakfast. The other thing was Kellogg's was priced as uh, slightly expensive and at that time there was this uh, brand called Mohan, Mohan Conflicts, I think it still exists and that was almost 30% cheaper than Kellogg's and it was readily available. So anybody who uh, you want conflicts, you would go to Mohan. And then there is a brand called Kellogg's in a fancy packaging, nutrition in a bowl, priced at a at a slightly expensive um, expensive range, available only in certain store. 
so what was happening is people were trying kellogs but it was only one time purchase it was not repeated purchase now uh now that the company was trying to understand why this was happening and they took a break of almost a decade and then they returned back with the newer strategies on how they can change the narrative around breakfast and if you see advertisement that kellogs has now um it has it has a mother and child relationship being shown in advertisement the milk is kept in a separate bowl they started targeting kids more than adults because adults uh, uh, it is very likely that they would still resort to traditional mediums of paratha sabzi in breakfast rather than conflicts so they decided to to go to go to target kids with the kellogg's chocos moons and stars and so on and in fact i think till now they are relying a lot on experimentation in the indian market there are smaller packets 10 rupee packets uh, um, and then there are various sizes as per the need of of people they also expanded their reach they are available in local stores more and uh, uh, the cognitive dissonance which arises when you buy something like corn flakes which is so different from what you normally eat and which is so high, exorbitantly priced as opposed to other things which are for example rupees 30 and then there is kellogg which is rupees 90 they reduce that by introducing smaller packets of 10 rupees now it is an impulse purchase so it was a comprehensive understanding of how indian culture is it is price sensitive in nature we uh we traditionally we resort to other mediums of food and understanding all that they were able to evolve and uh, the strategies reflect the change but it happened after the period of 10 years so and kellogg is very well known abroad but it still could not do that well in india initially so at one side there is kellogg's which had to take a break for some time reevaluate its strategies and then come back into the indian market to cater to the needs of this market another brand which again came to india at the same point of time again a global brand it was mcdonald's but mcdonald's did things slightly differently instead of adopting a global strategy it adopted a local or rather hyper local strategy in which 70% of its menu is local uh, for example they moved away from beef because in india beef is considered sacred and uh, common names like big mac which had the beef patty they were replaced by maharaja mac and maharaja in india with that uh, it maharaja is king in english so that was what uh, the name they gave to big mac maharaja mac which was more relatable the patty was now an aloo patty or the potato patty chicken burgers were also introduced and uh, in uh, in addition to that there were common names like mcflurry which were abroad uh, they were also there in india but they tried to mix it up in such a way that indians become more familiar to with the names and with the food options that they provide they also understood the price sensitivity of the indian market and uh, a soft your soft serve started at rupees 10 and a burger would cost rupees 30 a meal would fit well under 100 150 200 rupees and it would be a full meal so it understood all of these hidden motivations uh behind uh, behind why 
as an indian you would go outside and you would eat they had uh, they shifted from the qsr model and they had seatings inside to sit uh, sit people i have seen mcdonalds which are two stories as well they have a capacity of uh, sitting almost 50 to 70 people at one go and all that because in in india eating outside considered more of a fa- family affair not just that i think for employees also it very well understood the hidden motivations behind the work behind the worker so in india when you work in a mcdonalds it's a kind of a status symbol and uh, it's a symbol of respect for you it's an honor and when the moment you enter mcdonalds they have this employee of the day board which uh, in which you can see these employees they also carry a badge around so very slight slight small gestures but on the whole the impact that they made for mcdonalds was huge and now mcdonalds is a household name in india other brand uh, which uh, we studied was dunkin i think so dunkin again the same time it entered and uh, it was serving black coffee and donuts now this was priced at rupees 250 in contrast to this mcdonalds was serving a full meal consisting of burgers fries and cokes for around the same price now this was indicative of the brand trying to understand the local culture and food habits as we indians we are, we are known to consume full size hearty meals and plus we have this concept of value of money deeply inbuilt into our systems so now spending rupees 250 on coffee and donuts that did not go well with the uh, perception of uh, value of money in food and uh, mcdonalds on the other hand was offering such a hearty meal and uh, for your family but in dunkin you're having a donut now donut uh, and coffee is a breakfast option outside but in india donut is considered uh, a sweet just a mere sweet and there are so many options available uh, in india for sweets uh, that the concept of donut is just a novelty for us we would like to have it once in a while once in a while but it cannot be a breakfast option for us or it is not a go to option for us now because of this and dunkin positioning itself as a breakfast place there was a disconnect between what people wanted between what the brand brand wants from the people and because of it it resulted in very low profitability from uh, for dunkin and ultimately it led to shutting down a lot of uh, dunkin outlets in entire india so coming back to mcdonalds i think their attempts to neutralize and adapt their brand to the local audience were very well done and there is one decision i think that trumps everything else which was their understanding of how important indoor seating is for us indians they completely shifted from their qsr model which is commonly seen abroad and the drive through models and they had have this indoor seating in india and which uh, which is very much in line with how much we like to spend uh, spend outside with our entire family consume those hearty uh, full meals of burger fry and cold drink and happy meal was also priced very economically so starting right from understanding how price sensitive the market is understanding how 
we we are not just as we are not just individuals but we like to go outside with the families to understanding the importance of sitting with the family and having that meal and having that Ronald McDonald sitting outside with that smile where which is like a photo spot for a lot of people and a lot of kids they did a lot of things right and uh, why were they able to do that was because they understood the motivations and the desires behind why uh, Indian audience behaves the way they do. All this talk about McDonald's and all my mind can think about right now is Mac spicy paneer. Like I absolutely <laughs> love it. It is. It's pretty tasty, actually. Absolutely. Uh, but I think you drove an important point there. It and that is that McDonald is one brand is is many things to many people, right? For a student going to college, it's a good place to take a break. You know, just meet with your friends and have a good meal. For and for a working professional, it's a quick. It's literally a quick a QSR restaurant. And for a normal family, it's a place where you get together occasionally and you get to have this wonderful meal and your kids get to play around. It's everything to everyone. And and. and i think they did that really well when you compare to people like duncan and others who just did not understand this dynamic but mm-hmm. see uh, on a more serious note i think they really did do their homework but apart from all these reasons another reason why we chose mcdonalds for our research is because they also applied behavioral economics when it came to their menu design and service offer uh, principles like decoy effect was used to upsell a meal if anyone was looking to buy just a burger and fries you could upsell the meal size medium to a large and so on and so forth in fact our research concluded that all major fmcg and fmb brands that succeeded in india have in fact used a combination of behavioral economics and understanding cultural diversity for example take unilever even in the deepest remotest villages of india you are more likely to find a tiny sachet of ranging anywhere between 3 to 5 rupees of like a dow shampoo a comfort and hair dye all proudly bearing the unilever logo and nothing is a better example of this um than surf excel words like surf excel have all but replaced the use of the word detergent and washing powder in most indian households mm-hmm. think about it the next time you run out of surf try saying you need more washing powder you are most likely to say get more surf instead right <laughs> yeah so even when it comes to the advertisement um surf you know they chose a kid with a dirty shirt pointing to a copy that read surf excel removes stuff stains over the competitor tide who plastered a celebrity uh with a corny line that roughly translated to tide has now double the power mm-hmm. very confusing but what surf was doing here is they were they used the timing along with image coupling to narrate a story that was all too familiar to mothers all over in india it was a very simple uh it was a very simple experiment and it worked yes in fact uh, uh surf surf and tide um i think surf uh, had this uh, the image of the kid and the and the copy read surf excel removed tough things so yeah image coupling was done very well over there but tide uh, i think it said up tide may have double power so now uh, the double power is of course to remove tough things um, it is not explicit 
and uh, though the things are saying are indicating towards the same value proposition that it will help you remove tough stains the image coupling was not right and framing played a vital role over here um, buying things like surf or washing powder it is a it is an impulse buy it is an habitual buy so we uh, we aren't really thinking this through if we look at something and it conveys the meaning and why should we use it in a, in a very quick easy way that's a choice and tight in some way it wasn't able to do that for a multitude of reasons uh, which you just mentioned absolutely i agree with you there it's funny how the simplest changes amount to the biggest results and that's really the the power of behavioral economics when you say right yeah so needless to say at this point we had come to a definitive point in our research and what we found out that consumer behavior is largely driven by context and perspective and both these factors are equally influenced by culture what we discovered next is that culture acted more as a variable in this equation uh i'll let you expand on that yes sure since research figured out that while context which is an external factor and perspective which is an internal factor drove people's decision culture supersedes these two factors because a context and a perspectives change due to the culture we are in we have seen with the examples of the brands that we discussed in this episode that some opted for a global strategy some opted for a hybrid and some opted for a local strategy mcdonald's in fact adopted for a hyper local strategy in which 70% of its menu is based out of indian choices and preferences while dunkin it chose to more of a global strategy uh, dunkin has now started to evolve and they are adding Uh, very indian items to its menu such as kesar thandai badam thandai and incorporating flavors like tea the results of this are yet to be seen so in a sense emerging and developing markets they are different in a way in which experiences and culture is still taking shape and just like two people who grew up in the same neighborhood would not necessarily share the same preferences similarly brands should stop trying to look at regions as a whole and just below just because a region belongs to a certain geography painting it with the same brush would not always serve the purpose for example if you look at asia asia is home to such diverse culture and though in some ways the culture is similar it it is not entirely replicable global brands need to understand the intricacies of different culture and not be victim to regional centricity However, if you look from brand's point of view, um, in an attempt to celebrate and accept different cultures, brand often experiences branding schizophrenia. This would ultimately lead to dilution of brand's equity, and eventually, without the brand identity, brand would not be able to survive for long. So, to be successful, brands must make smart and thoughtful decisions based upon an extensive understanding of consumer behavior, understanding of ethnographic landscape and cultural diversity. Now, here we are talking about global brands. These brands do have the resources to conduct thorough research to really delve to the bottom and understand the target audience, understand the cultural diversity. But research has not been given its due importance. and i think it is about time that it is given the importance it deserves adding on to it 
Understanding the hidden motivation behind people's action, the awareness of the irrationalities in human behavior, or simply put, the knowledge of behavioral economics will help businesses build effective branding and marketing strategies that are pertinent to its target audience. Could that be any more conclusive? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, seriously, though, on that note, I think you hit every single nail and every single point. And I don't think I have anything more left to say other than, uh, and than this thought that culture is fluid. It's ever changing and it changes all the time, every day in subtle and tangible ways. Brands must acknowledge this and refrain from developing broad strategies based on geographical and demographics data alone. Instead, they must look at building hybrid strategies through research aided through aided by an understanding of consumer behavior while also respecting cultural diversities of their target audience. So on that note, thank you for listening. Um, this is Binach, and I'll talk to you soon in another episode.